the Way of Oneness. Hi, everyone. I'm Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, and I'm a Sensei of the Salt Lake Buddhist Fellowship. We are an independent, transsectarian, all-inclusive American Sangha in the Mahayana tradition. The Way of Oneness podcast is a collection of our Dharma talks delivered at our Salt Lake City Fellowship Sangha. Enjoy the Dharma talk. Mother's Day can be a beautiful time and at the same time a bittersweet time and it can be a very challenging time. It can be a time of connection and a time of disconnection depending on that primal and first relationship that we have as human beings. So today, as we talk about Mother's Day, I want to give you permission that if you have a very challenging relationship with your mother, or maybe even some trauma associated with um, your family history, that when we speak of mother, you can replace the biological mother with the person who fulfilled the role of mother in your life, whether that was an aunt or a friend, a sister, a teacher, someone who fulfilled that role and turn your attention towards that, whether they were male or female, straight or gay or transgender is irrelevant. They were your mother. Okay? Let's start from that point. So I want to welcome everybody here and to talk about this day as a day to celebrate the compassionate energy of mothers in all their glorious and powerful manifestations. And I want to look at a few different things today. I want to look at gratitude practice for our mothers through Nikon reflection. Also, the extending the energy of the mother archetype to all beings. And lastly, looking at Mother's Day more than just a hallmark moment, but as it was originally intended as a call to action. Mother is a powerful word, a word that can be filled with light and healing, and also a heavy word that can be filled with some darkness and disappointment. For those who have mothers and for those who are mothers, this is true. These days of Hallmark cards and cactus and tropical gifts seem somehow not really commensurate with this most powerful of callings. And powerful it is. I love this from Miranda Shaw. She wrote an article in Parabola magazine called Blessed Are the Birth Givers. And she's talking about Mahayana Buddhism. The perfection of wisdom philosophy elevates the concept of birth and motherhood above that of even Buddhahood itself. This philosophy introduces a cosmic female who embodies the radiant wisdom that gives birth to Buddhas. As the archetype 
the mother of all Buddhas, is the maternal source of saving knowledge. As the mother, she endures while her offspring, the Buddhas, come into existence and pass away. End quote. Now, that is a little more intense than the following Hallmark cards. <laughs> Quote, Happy Mother's Day, Mama. Every day I thank heaven you're mine. <laughs> and, Mom, I was lucky enough to inherit your eyes and your sense of humor. I keep hoping I'll get your lie detector capabilities. <laughs> End quote. My apologies to anyone here who bought one of those cards for Mother's Day. <laughs> But egads. I mean, seriously. There is a point where it over-sentimentalizes this very powerful role in our lives. As many of you know, my relationship with my own mother was complicated and painful, as some of your relationships were with your mothers. And others of us have had wonderful, compassionate, and caring mothers with only slightly troubled relationships. And our moms were able to give us safety and security, love and compassion while exploring our worlds in their many different facets and allowing us to flourish. Today is a celebration of both kinds of mothers. I celebrate my complicated, caring, compassionate, and wounding mother because intentional or not, she brought me here to our Sangha. And through her life and my life together, this is a manifestation of our relationship. It is the energy and manifestation, our Sangha, of that compassionate, mother energy. It is interesting when we think of Buddhas and Bodhisattvas that we tend to think of men. And yet, for me, the most powerful images of the Buddha icons is that of Kanzian or Guanyin or Green Tara, the powerful female bodhisattva, Bodhisattvas and Buddhas. The female manifestations are called the mother of all Buddhas. In the Tibetan tradition, awakening is realized in the unification of male and female energy. One of the ways we do this is to acknowledge the power and operation of the feminine in our lives. Now, I will be honest, the commercialization of this day rubs me wrong. Don't get me started about Valentine's Day. <laughs> I guess my point is that every day should be Mother's Day, Father's Day, Lover's Day, Dharma Day, Sangha Day. Too many try to make up for what we should be doing every day on that one special day. And yet, days like these are the days that we can recalibrate our perspective and give us an opportunity to bring our attention to that we take for granted. The practice of gratitude. There is a gratitude practice born out of Japanese psychology and Shin Buddhist thinking called Nikon. Nikon, meaning inward looking, is a structured method of self-reflection that helps us understand ourselves 
our myriad of supportive relationships, and the fundamental human existence. The interesting thing about this practice is that it all starts with our mothers or the person who is your primary caretaker. Now, I know some of us had biological moms who could not or would not raise us. This primary caretaker becomes our surrogate mom. The primary caretaker becomes our surrogate mom. Surrogate moms can make, uh, can be anyone. So the core practice of Nikon has three questions. The first question is, what have I been given by my mom? What have I given in return? And what troubles have I caused her? Now, we may have some resistance to these at first. We may go straight to our stories. Yeah, but. <laughs> and the key thing about Nikon Reflection, though, is that it's not what they gave us. That it's not about what they gave us. It's what they gave us, period. It's not about the story. We're not allowed to add an explanation or a commentary about why they gave us what they gave us. They had to, or they would have gone to jail. It's not an excuse. Okay? They fed you. It's not because they would have gone to jail. They fed you because they fed you. That's really the key part of Nikon. It's everything your mother gave you without a commentary. Okay? Um, we are not allowed to add our explanation or disappointment or diminish what was given because of this motivation. That, it's just what they gave us straightforward. This is an important teaching, especially for those of us who had problematic mothers, maybe ones that suffered from addiction or mental illness or their own darkness. So I really appreciate this from my teacher, Guillaume Cabose Sensei, when he was talking to a bright young man who said his mother did nothing for him, that she only caused him more trouble. And here is his insight. Quote, In ordinary moral life, modern utilitarian point of view is if someone is kind to us, then we express thankfulness. This is to say, if we receive some benefit, then we express thanks and appreciation. This kind of human relationship is nothing but business give and take. In the world of true religion and love, it is altogether different. In fact, it is the opposite. The starting point is not mother or any external, external things, but ourselves. If we are saved, Awaken now, our whole past will be awakened. Our awakening goes backwards into the past. If we find meaning in our lives now, then the whole world becomes meaningful. Just as when we are cheerful, the whole world is cheerful. The above mentioned young man's problem is not what his mother did but that she is the one who gave him life. His mother and he are not separate in the world. With the truth, they are one. End quote. 
The practice of Nikon reflection is a way to awaken the flow of now. This practice is powerful practice, especially when, when combined with the two other questions. What did I give in return? What troubles did I cause? It's a powerful way for us to deconstruct our stories without blame. Without blame. When I first did this practice, I was surprised how hard it was and how many stories surrounded my mother's motivations, and mostly not in a positive light. Maybe we do that to hold on to our stories, to justify what we've made up, the constructed self that we have made. I also was amazed at how often I would diminish what she was because I did something first. She did X for me. Well, of course she did. Because I did Y first. It was over and over again that I did this in my mind. And the realization was a hard one. In the world I have constructed, there were no gifts. There was no grace. There was only earning, entitlement, disappointment, and blame. This practice of Nikon allows me to draw my attachment on how it was supposed to be, and see how it is. To see all the unseen gifts, graces, and kindnesses that were ignored or discounted because of my attachment to the unfairness of it all, or the injustice as it was. As one teacher puts it, we are given challenging parents to help us let go of our attachment to what is supposed to be our attachment to justice and fairness at the cost of our connection to love and existence itself. The other two questions of Nikon help us with this. When I actually look back at what I, what I have in return to the troubles I had given or the simple things I had given, it was interesting, even in this simple practice, a profound gratitude began to arise in my heart that I had never felt before for my troubled mom, my trying mom, my beautiful, giving mom. On Mother's Day, I am so grateful for my mom for giving me this life, regardless of all the things that have gone before. She gave me this life for me to make this life what I can make out of it. Even in the midst of our individual and collective suffering, I am here now, and I say thank you because of these first steps into awakening, not only awakening my past and my present, but awakening both of them together. Seeing all others as our mothers. Today is another day that we can look around and see all of those in our lives that have surrounded us with compassionate and wise energy of the mother archetype. And in turn, we can take that same perspective of care towards others in our lives. In traditional Buddhism, there are no strangers because in countless lifetimes, we have all been each other's mothers. Shinran Shonen, the founder of Jodo Shin Buddhism, 
said, all beings without exception have been our parents, our brothers, and our sisters in courses of countless lives and many states of existence, end quote. Even from the earliest Buddhist documents in the Pali Canon, quote, a being who's not been your mother at one time in the past is not easy to find. A being who's not been your father, your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter at one time in the past is not easy to find, end quote. That is from the Buddha. I also appreciate this from Lina Kadampa. Quote, if you're thinking, well, even if I believe that everyone was my mom in the past, they aren't my mom anymore. <laughs> you can think about your present mom and ask yourself, if she were to die today, would she cease to be my mom? Our once mother is always our mother. The baby one day looks at photos of his mother taking a couple of years earlier before he was even conceived. He still thinks, ah, there's my mommy before she had me, end quote. Last week, I shared my story about my mother's and I sharing a bottle of vodka on Main Street. <laughs> it is one of my favorite memories because it allowed me to connect the sharing, not the vodka, with two human beings whose lives, homeless, addicted, mentally ill, were so different from mine. Seeing them as my mother's freed me of judgment gratitude freed me of judgment and gave me gratitude and fascination at who they are in this current flow of time this is the point on the power of the imaginal it doesn't matter if they were literally my mother's in countless lives before it mattered on that day at that time with those two human beings who in your life could this practice of seeing others as once being your mother help heal or cultivate a deepening relationship? Some find this practice challenging or it doesn't resonate with them. Here's another way to do the same thing. This is from Sarah Asieto. Quote, treating every sentient being as if they were my mother still eludes me. And seeing as how my mother and I hardly speaking right now, it's probably a good thing. But when I practice, when I practice this, I practice the inverse. What if I remember that every sentient being has at one time been my child? If I could imagine everyone being as precious to me as my son. Perhaps I could finally recognize the shadow of a Buddha within me. Perhaps I could smell the sweet perfume of a bodhisattva walking by my window. After all, if I can feel love at first sight for one, cannot I feel love at first sight for all? End quote. Mother's Day is a day we can practice sharing the powerful, life-giving, sustaining power of the mother principle to those in our lives and to those that we meet all day to day. Seeing things with gratitude as being your mother once or seeing them as being your child, your child makes this possible. Mother's Day as Earth Day. It is interesting to think that the first Mother's Day was born as a call to action. 
the original intent of Mother's Day was to be a collective day of action, a call for peace, a call for feminine energy to address the issues of her day after the Civil War. It was not a call to honor moms for being moms, but it was a call to mothers to become active. This call parallels today. It is a call to end our systematic war against our first mother and the mother of the Buddhas of our planet, our great Mother Earth Bodhisattva. It's her Mother's Day, too. Another practice for our Mother's Day can be turning our hearts and minds to the mother of us all and to the mother of all Buddhas. And I, I just love this from Thich Nhat Hanh. It's from his love letter to Mother Earth. Quote, Dear Mother, wherever there is soil, water, rocks, or air, you are there, nourishing me and giving me life. You are present in every cell of my body. My physical body is your physical body. And just as the sun and stars are present in you, they are also present in me. You are not outside of me, and I am not outside of you. You are more than just my environment. You are nothing less than myself. I promise to keep the awareness alive that you are always in me, and I am always in you. I promise to be aware that your health and well-being is my own health and well-being. I know I need to keep this awareness alive for both of us to be peaceful, happy, healthy, and strong. Sometimes I forget, lost in the confusion and worries of daily life. I forget that my body is your body, and sometimes even forget that I have a body at all. Unaware of the presence of my body and the beautiful planet around me and within me, I am unable to cherish and celebrate the precious gift you've given me. Dear Mother, my deep wish is to wake up to the miracle of life. I promise to train myself to be present with myself, my life, and for you and every moment. I know that my true presence is the best gift I can offer you the one I love. And how more true is that for our actual physical ancestral mother? The author of the First Mother's Day declare, excuse me, the First Mother's Day Declaration in 1870 was Julia Ward Howe, a feminist and an advocate for the abolition of slavery. She wrote, Let women now all, may women now leave all that they may be left of home for a great and earnest day of counsel with each other as to the means whereby the great human family can live in peace. So the original Mother's Day, again, was not a day to be grateful to mothers, not just a day of flowers and peach pie, but a day for mothers in the power of the feminine to take compassionate action in our world. 
So this is a call to us this Mother's Day. Let us be filled with gratitude for our mothers, the light and the dark, the troubled and the calm, the ones that bore us, and the great Mother Earth Bodhisattva who bears us still, the ones that surround us, the ones that support us in all of their manifestations. And let's take that gratitude into practice, in body, in mind, and in spirit. Let us reclaim the original intention of Mother's Day to gather and to act together, to challenge war in all its forms, to teach compassion, and to work towards peace and environmental justice. Namo Amida Bodhisattva. One of the things I, I love about the practice is my life has been defined by my relationship with my mother and my response to the world was all predicated on my relationship with my mother. The, the stereotypical, here, lay down on the couch and let's talk about your mom. That was me. For 45 years of my life. And What's interesting is that my mother died before I found the practice. And yet, even with her not being here physically, I have been able to have a powerful reconciliation with her. And the powerful thing is, I haven't needed her to apologize. That I don't need to forgive her for anything. And, and what Guillaume Kibose Sensei says is when we are saved in the present, we are awakened in the present, we find awakening in the present, our past is also saved. And I really think that's a, a powerful teaching. And when I first heard it, I didn't like it at all. There was a lot of resistance to it. Right? That as we are saved, as we are awakened in the moment, our past is saved along with it. Right? And it's just something to sit with. You may go, nah, that, yeah, that's bullshit. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> or I don't see that. That doesn't make any sense. So this is just a bunch of self-help bullshit. Okay. But just let it stew, let it resonate, let it walk with it from time to time. Think about it. Think about other ways in which that is true. Years ago, I remember sitting, sitting watching the news. It was like Christmas time, and there's this guy who dressed up as dad and killed everybody he knew. Dressed up as Santa and killed everybody he knew. And my first response is how horrible it is that man needs to suffer in hell. My first response. And I started thinking about, like, and this is way before Buddhism. So I started thinking about religion and God. I was thinking about, so if I die and I go in the presence of the divine, if you believe that way, and I'm in the presence of love, if anybody who's fallen in love knows this feeling, 
all the shit that went before don't matter when you're in love. When you're first in love, you know that that feeling? Then reality kicks in. It's a lot more complicated than that. But when you first fall in love, and you're in love with everything, you're in love with everybody, you know, everybody else really annoyed by you because you're in love with everything. But that feeling to me is very instructive. That when we when we feel that completeness, that wholeness, all of a sudden everything that went before. Yeah, so that thing three days before was the, the crux of the hell we were in. And it's, it's this paradigm shift. It's this change of perspective. And I think that's what Guillaume Cabosi Sensei is talking about when he talks about being awakened in the now. It awakens our past and it awakens our future. That they're all one. That we are in the eternal present. In this awakened state. So for um, all of you, each one of you, uh, thank you for being my mother. Thank you. And, and thank you for being my brother and my sister and my daughter and my son. Now more meet up. Let's turn to the last page of our practice manual. May the merit of this ceremony adorn the Buddhist pure lands, bring forth the fourfold kindnesses relieve the suffering of life's paths. As we leave and conclude this gathering, we surround all people and all forms of life with infinite love and compassion. May the sound of this bell ring throughout the universe, awakening all beings to joy and equanimity. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The Way of Oneness is produced by the Salt Lake City Buddhist Fellowship, an all-inclusive, trans-sectarian American Sangha in the spirit of Bright Dawn Way of Oneness Buddhism. To learn more about the Fellowship, please contact us at saltlakebuddhist.org. Our website will give information about meetings and other services that we provide the community. Again, thank you for listening.